providing you with health information and guests to elevate your health and life and help make your life better in 30 minutes or less. This is the Frontline Health Podcast. Welcome to the Frontline Health Podcast by Centurion. We're excited about this opportunity to share some of our knowledge with you. Centurion is a pharmaceutical company that chooses to put people over profits and allows science to dictate what products we bring to market, whether they're supplements, over-the-counter, or prescription products. Our goal is to provide products that you can both afford and are beneficial to your health. Because it doesn't matter how good a product is if you can't afford it. The Frontline Health Podcast will provide you with the best health information possible through sharing studies and current data that we come across, as well as interviewing some of the leading health practitioners from across the country in hopes to shed light on different health issues in 30 minutes or less. This podcast will take you through the side of the story that you may not have heard before, but our promise to you is to source all the information that we share with you and to speak the truth. We're hopeful that this truth is something that will be used by you and your loved ones to elevate your health and life. Now that you know a little about us and our goal for this podcast, let's get started. During this episode, we're going to be discussing vitamin D. And while you may feel like you don't need to listen to anything regarding vitamin D, believe me, you'll not want to miss this episode as we learn how essential vitamin D is to our health. Here are some interesting facts regarding vitamin D. Did you know that 95% of Americans don't get enough vitamin D from their diet? Did you know that 40% of American adults are actually deficient in vitamin D? The good news is we do get vitamin D from the sun, and we can produce enough each day if we just spend at least 15 to 20 minutes in the sun each day with shorts or a short sleeve shirt and no SPF on. Unfortunately, for you and for me, we spend about 90% of our time indoors, and when we do go outside, we typically use sunscreen. If we're overweight, we need more vitamin D than somebody who's not. If we live above the 37 degrees latitude, which over the half of the U.S. population does, then about the only time we can acquire the amount of vitamin D that we need is during the summer. As we age, our body produces less from the sun. As a matter of fact, a 70-year-old makes about four times less than a 20-year-old when they're exposed to the same amount of, ton- same amount of sun which could explain why Florida has so many folks over 70. They're all looking just for a little bit more vitamin D. In addition, something to think about is that certain medications, statins for cholesterol, steroids to reduce inflammation, and Orlistat, which is for weight loss, all reduce the ability of our bodies to absorb vitamin D. So we have a lot of things going against us in trying to get the amount of vitamin D that our bodies need. But let's start with what is vitamin D. We know that vitamin D is a fat-soluble secosteroid, which is just a fancy way of basically saying that it's derived from steroids. 
It's found naturally in some foods, is fortified in other foods, and as you heard, it's processed in our bodies through exposure to sunlight when ultraviolet rays from the sun strike our skin and trigger vitamin D synthesis. There are currently five different known forms of vitamin D, and they're incredibly original in how they name them. That would be vitamin D1, D2, D3, D4, and D5. Vitamin D1 is actually a mixture of compounds, and it wasn't considered a pure vitamin D, so there are many who don't even consider that to be a type of vitamin D anymore. Vitamin D4 is found in mushrooms, but the physiological functions aren't really known in humans, and vitamin D5 is related closely to vitamin D3, and it's actually being researched in regards to preventing cancer. The two most common forms of vitamin D2 are the ones that we'll focus on for the rest of this podcast. That's vitamin D2, or ergocalciferol, and vitamin D3, which is colocalciferol. Vitamin D2 is what's typically in fortified foods, and you can find it in mushrooms. It's actually referred to as the vegan vitamin D because it's typically made from plant photosynthesis. Vitamin D3 is found in cold water fish like salmon, mackerel, tuna, and sardines, and it's also found in eggs and beef liver. In addition, you can find vitamin D3 as fortified in a lot of milk and some cereals. However, most of our vitamin D3 is synthesized in our skin when it's exposed to ultraviolet B rays from sunlight, the UVB rays. So you can get vitamin D2 or vitamin D3 as fortified vitamins in some of the foods that we eat. So there are two synthetic forms available. What we do know is that vitamin D2 is typically the cheaper to make, and it's also the most common form in fortified foods and supplements because of the cost. However, studies have shown that vitamin D3 is the most effective at raising our blood levels of vitamin D with one study showing that it was nearly twice as effective as vitamin D2 in raising our blood levels. So be sure that you're looking to find vitamin D3 in your fortified foods and in your supplementation. So why do we even need vitamin D? It's extremely important for us because studies suggest it helps with bone health and reducing potential osteoporosis, It helps in reducing cancer incidence and tumor growth. It helps to reduce depression, COPD severity, rheumatoid arthritis. And if you kept up with things during COVID, you probably heard a lot about vitamin D because studies have long shown that vitamin D has a strong link to lung function and immune health. Studies actually suggested that low levels of vitamin D are linked to a deficit in lung function without any associated disease. In addition, studies showed that low levels of vitamin D were linked to several viral and bacterial infections like RSV, tuberculosis, HIV, hepatitis B, herpes simplex, dengue virus, malaria, leprosy, as well as seasonal flu infections. And finally, it seems that vitamin D is linked to the cytokine storm, which is the uncontrolled and excessive immune response, which led to so many deaths from COVID-19 and the flu. It seems that having high levels of vitamin D 
reduced the incidence of having a cytokine storm. So the natural next question is, what form, which we've kind of discussed already, and how much vitamin D should you take in order to start taking advantage of some of these benefits? Most studies suggest that you need about 2,000 IU or 50 micrograms per day of vitamin D3 to get the immune benefits that you need. So be sure to look at the labels on your supplements and make sure you get the right amount or you would need to eat roughly four salmon fillets or three cups of mushrooms per day to get that same level of vitamin D. Of course, you can also get it from the sun, but keep in mind that you need about 15 minutes of exposure per day without sleeves and in shorts at the right time of the year. So it may be best to be intentional about what you eat, get outside a little bit more, and supplement with what you know is the correct form of vitamin D uh, in order to get the levels that you need. There are a few things with vitamin D that you probably need to be aware of that can affect the level of vitamin D in our bodies. So I know we mentioned statins earlier. They can actually reduce our levels of vitamin D, but the inverse can also be true, which means that increased levels of vitamin D can reduce the potency of some statins, and it seems to be because they compete for the same enzymes in our bodies to help us utilize vitamin D and statins. In addition, you should use caution if you're taking thiazide diuretics with vitamin D because it's been shown to increase hypercalcemia, which can lead to kidney stones. There is a little bit of a discrepancy on the amount we should take in a day, but it seems most suggest any intake less than 250 micrograms or 10,000 IUs per day doesn't have any signs or symptoms of toxicity while a few others are a little more conservative and suggest limiting it to about 4,000 IUs per day. Personally, I'd monitor my body when taking vitamin D between the 4,000 and 10,000 levels per day and stop taking it if I noticed any adverse reactions, as well as ask a physician if I'm on any medications that I think may cause that level to increase or decrease prior to supplementing at levels above 4,000 IUs. So as you've heard today, vitamin D is an important part of keeping our bodies healthy. So be sure to get intentional with your diet to increase your vitamin D intake, increase your time outside, and make sure that your supplements include vitamin D3 in order to increase your vitamin D blood levels, and you'll be taking another step closer to your goal of taking ownership of your health. Thanks for joining us for this edition of Frontline Health by centurionlabs.com. Thanks for joining us for this edition of the Frontline Health Podcast by Centurion, where our desire is to elevate your health and life. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review and be sure to pass it along to someone else who would benefit from this podcast. We would love to hear any feedback or questions you may have by emailing us at admin at centurionlabs.com. Until next time, remember, you are your best health advocate. So go take ownership of your health today.